0: review y'all jump the rest of jump with my boy john hastens up in bitch and that dude dylan got bro got what you got you know what it is come on hey everybody welcome to the evil review i'm hitler here's my co-host uh aids
1: <laughs> oh also we should mention this that uh theme song you just heard was based on whichever one uh that was either papa roach or Or My Chemical Romance. Mm. They do our theme song. Also, I remember, I forgot this. People, uh, I guess, had not listened to the two episodes since we had done our new theme song. And (laughs) and we didn't talk about how dumb the theme song was last week. So people were, like, (laughs) so mad on Twitter. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Why do you have this new fucking
0: annoying theme song? Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, because we want to be on fucking Spotify. And we were just using music we don't own that is true like that's why like, it's like, i'm not gonna invent i'm not gonna fucking lie to you fucks here's the fucking god's honest truth we are thieves we now need to be legitimate so suck my dick how about that how about that everybody We are
1: legitimate thieves
0: i'm a burglary um ladies and gentlemen this week we're talking about the dynamite kid dylan posed a question to me uh before we started recording and then we gossiped about the canadian comedy industry for a full hour before we started recording
1: <laughs> we love a guy oh i love a little bit of gossip dylan please ask me that question so i could give you my full answer so here's what it is um this is before we get into the dynamite kid who we're doing today my question is do you have to be evil to be an amazing pro wrestler. Now let me qualify this, because I don't think anyone really realizes how the e- how evil it is. And I don't mean evil like like Hitler evil, obviously, because that requires organization that pro wrestlers, frankly, do not have. Yeah. I'm talking about Vince McMahon. We don't need to expand on this. Obviously, then you get to um, then you get to the uh, like you the other guys like uh Eric Bischoff ruining careers that type of thing. Actually Eric Bischoff's not evil. He's annoying. He's a corporate douche. That's what he, like he's he's not a bad he's not a bad guy. Yeah he's not a no. He in this especially in the scale of pro wrestling too, he's one of the better people. He's just so much more annoying than everyone else. Like every territorial promoter
0: was a worse person than Eric Bischoff. Yeah and, Probably a worse person than Vince McMahon. Like,
1: mm, I don't know. Vince McMahon's like, <laughs> Vince McMahon's like, get me Zach Gowan and take his other leg. He's not over enough.
0: Yeah, but I guarantee there's things that Nick Gulas did that we'll never know. Just like, are these the children that like wrestling? Take them to, take
1: them to the sock <laughs> room.
0: That's where Ox, <laughs> Ox
1: Baker. Fucks them. It's like, what in the fucking Lord God? Oh, I will say okay, so then that actually leads to the next one. Jerry Lawler, genius evil.
0: Jerry Lawler,
1: like one of the best wrestlers of all time. Noted pedophile. Like Yeah. Paul Heyman. Uh Paul Heyman, genius, also literally owes like every single person in ECW, convinced them to work for free, and most of them committed suicide. Yeah. And owes people millions of dollars and just like ignores that debt because it was at all on handshakes and he's a lawyer and he knows how to manipulate that type yeah, of shit. Like he, like he only paid people if he absolutely fucking had to. And then you get uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, love him to death, beat his wife, beat the living fucking shit out of his wife so many times, so many goddamn times, so many goddamn times.
0: But then you have The Rock, and you're like, well, I don't know anything bad about that guy, except for all of the he might be gay Kevin Nash rumors, which is my favorite thing.
1: <laughs> Yeah, The Rock might be the only one. Obviously, Hulk Hogan, vehement racist. Oh, vehement racist,
0: fucked his friend's, um, uh, his, his friend's wife, and was then part of a lawsuit that essentially is the beginning of end of free speech in America. Also, fun fact yeah. um, about that, that lawsuit continues now. Because it looks like, do you know how that sex tape got leaked? Dylan, get ready to enjoy your life. Brian Knoss. No. A rival radio DJ named Cowhead. No. Yes. Potentially conspired with someone named Spice Boy to, s- <laughs> <laughs> to steal it from Bubba's Vault. That he, for some reason, by the way, he kept the tape at his radio station. Because he was like,
1: I like people to know that I got it. What? The chances, the chances that this dude is like just a high-level cuck, are one to one. Also, that's fucking insane. I mean, you can watch that. What's what the hell is the uh, documentary called? Nobody speaks. That's on Netflix. Nobody speaks about the Hulk Hogan trial. It is fucking terrifying. It is terrifying, and basically outlines how now, if you have enough money, no one can say anything about you. That's fun. Well, except for old John Hastings, by the
0: way, because guess what? I took JBL down a peg or two this week, and by that I mean... That's true. We should talk about that. I called him a bully on Twitter, and he blocked me, and oh, what a rush I felt.
1: (laughs) We got got blocked by JBL. We're blocked by Mike Sanders. Who else that rubs people the wrong way is going to block us? I guarantee our Bishop episode, we're getting blocked. Oh, I fucking hope. And I got to tell you,
0: I like Eric Bishop. I'm sort of with him. Like It's like, yeah... That guy, like, that guy got injured a lot, so we fired him. Okay, oh yeah, Triple H, he he was really good. Can we talk about how I had Triple H in 94,
1: and he only got good in 1998, and isn't that good? I don't know, man. I just think, like, the way that guy talks about women's bodies gives me the fucking full creeps. The way that guy always, like, very network executive, he talks... Exactly like a network executive does explaining to you why it's good for ratings that he had your family killed. You know what I mean? Like if you think about it, like from a, if you think about it from like a logistical and from a branding perspective, it's actually very good. Chris Benoit killed his son. Like that that's something I could see Eric Bischoff totally saying uh he's just a smarmy cunt and that's where it begins and ends yeah well
0: i'm surprised i'm surprised i'm surprised you don't like that because you are a smarmy cunt too dylan Uh uh-huh got you
1: no i'm a big hard cunt big hard cunt but do you have to be evil do you have to be evil to be an excellent professional wrestler you and here's
0: my answer which i saved and didn't answer and then we gossiped about canadian comedy for a while you did and the wwe with the death of chris Benoit has worked really fucking hard to eradicate any of this sort of personality and behavior because they f- they realized what the eventual end game of it all was, and they were like, oh, fuck, we got to do something about it. So if you notice, all of the bullying comes from, like, The Undertaker's back in the locker room, and he just took out his dick, and everyone's like, oh, no. JBL's back for 20 minutes to do commentary, and he beat up 11 trash cans and called Ronda Rousey a fucking gay. Oh, no. Like, it's all that age of performer. So, what's basically happened now is the younger performers have been had it drilled into their head you do not behave this way. You do not act this way. Fucking stay in your fucking lane and cool down, and you'll be fine. And any sort of fucking erratic well, behavior. Like, Enzo Amore clearly is a sociopath who would start behaving super erratically and crazy. They. I, I got news for you. This is the first time ever the WWE has fired someone based on a sexual abuse accusation. Three years ago, if Vince McMahon saw the rape, he would be like, I didn't say her say specifically no. He's still the European champion. Now, or even more likely, great idea for a character. What a good idea. May um, Young. Uh, so, but that's the thing is that
1: it's it's being bred out of top tier wrestling now. Mhm. Because I think that you can't it, you can't in, in all entertainment I think it was such an insane thing to do to want to be an entertainer in the 70s and into the 80s and and then you look at what happens from the 90s until right now and what you see is entertainment as a whole professional wrestling comedy acting blah 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 it's harder cuz so many people are trying to do it. It's harder To get famous and be insane. Whereas in the 70s it was like, who wants to fucking play fight? But also these guys are homophobic. Like a 70s and 80s pro wrestlers are insane because they're they're going up down the highway, they're just doing cash. They're essentially living like drug dealers but on television. And they're all like Dynamite Kid is in this mold too, and I was put him I think Chris Benoit is a good example. I think CM Punk is a good example of guys who are completely fucking deluded because they think pro... Like, Dynamite Kid got beat up as a kid, so and he couldn't really beat up anyone else uh, when he got into wrestling at, like, 16. So he gets into wrestling where it's scheduled whether you win or lose, and then he honestly believes he's the winner. Does that make any sense? Like, CM Punk, the idea of him getting in the UFC with how athletic he is, is literally, like, he actually does think he could beat up the rock. Yeah. That- like, you know what I mean? Like he actually in his mind is like, if it was a one-on-one, I would beat up the rock when in reality the rock would pick him up slowly and softly while he struggled and then make him suck his own dick for as long as he wanted to see that and then pin him slowly while no facial industries injuries were incurred because the rock is that much stronger. This is than
0: the him. interesting thing about CM Punk, which is like I really liked him as a performer, as a wrestler the more you sort of hear about him as a like a guy, you're like, what an actual
1: human piece of shit. But that's why he was so good. Same reason why Bischoff was so good. Yeah, is that you believe it? He believes. You just have to believe. Like Mick Foley said that it's one of the best things a commentator has ever said on professional wrestling, is when the Sandman's coming out in he's uh 2006 One Night Stand. He just goes, he believes, so I believe, and he said that about Sandman. That's how wrestling works. Guy believes, so you believe. I mean that is true, and it's I can't believe that you're the first person
0: ever in existence to praise Mick Foley's color commentary, which ha- has been surpassed by the time uh, a drunk guy grabbed the microphone from Gorilla Monsoon in nineteen eighty four and just went a pussy pots,
1: <laughs> and then Gorilla Monsoon frantically put cigarettes out on him. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be crazy here, Jess. I'm putting cigarettes out right in his ears. you going to be able to hear or see. I guarantee you to take away all his senses before the evening's done. <laughs> Oh, look, I took away his taste. Next up, sense of smell. Up the nose we go, Jess. Welcome. All right, okay, Jesse,
0: here's something that no one really wants to point out is that I played a guy that was supposedly from Mongolia for 25 years, and then just one day I was from Jersey. All right, everybody, I carry,
1: <laughs>
0: carry $7,000 so in my Wrestling pocket Wrestling
1: is like all that,
0: time. though. Get me
1: Like, what if the, bully, the boogeyman was just a laid-back businessman now? Like, that's literally what people used to do.
0: And I miss it. I guarantee the boogeyman is a laid back business. Like the boogeyman is out there somewhere selling someone a Honda Civic, and then they're like, What's that photo? And then he goes, Oh, I'm the boogeyman.
1: <laughs> but I just mean like legit, they were like a, he was just came on TV. He's like, hey, I used to be the boogeyman, but actually I'm really into real estate. Anyway. <laughs> coming up next. Yeah. A WrestleMania preview. I'll tell you what's
0: gonna get you these
1: deals on a reasonable condo. <laughs> Smash the clock because this deal has no timer. <laughs> oh, it's the rest of the year. holy shit! That's good. That's let's talk to this guy. Get some fucking deals going. Uh, we should start talking about Dynamite Kid. It's been thirteen. Yeah, minutes. well,
0: again, it's just we've been talking about a lot of real evil pieces of shit on the program recently, so I'm trying to avoid it. All right, the Dynamite Kid um, is born in Lancashire in 1958. So he's a piece of shit from a piece of shit place. He has two sisters and a younger brother. Uh, his father and his uncle were boxers. So you know what that means. They beat Uh-oh. him up. And his grandfather, Joe Billington, was a bare knuckle boxer. Code name for Scub. What? <laughs> uh, one of his ancestors? James Billington was also a wrestler. And there was a uh, rumor in the family um, that they were hangmen at some point. And that's why the that's why everyone was so mean. Yeah. Or they were emotionally abused pieces of shit. His father was ex- or, yeah. extremely supportive of the Dynamite Kid's endeavors to become a, uh, a wrestler and any sort of athlete, um, and uh, it was he grew up in a mining town called Goldburn. And it, by the way, that's uh, he's got about fifteen years of prospering before old Maggie Thatch comes in and bye bye,
1: bye bye, money. No, he's like – he plays for the Wigan Warriors in rugby, and he's super good at rugby up until the point where, like, basically you couldn't be a professional rugby player back then. And what is the recipe for professional wrestling? That is abusive parents, Mm. sports career that doesn't work Mm -mm. out. Let's play fight in a ring, baby. Yeah,
0: he can barely read, and yet he knows how to hit dynamite kid dynamite kid he's not good at driving so he calls you gay dynamite kid dynamite kid are you a woman he will fuck you jerry
1: always is his friend dynamite kid dynamite kid um so uh he turned pro at the age of 17 he's working for max crabtree first debuts in 1975 and his first match was uh, film for TV. <laughs> and this is old school uh, English wrestling. He's re- he's earning seven pounds a night and just having the living fucking shit kicked out of him. But his first opponent decided he was so good at wrestling that he didn't want to like just win by knockout. Because obviously you it was rounds, so they would do an actual fake contest in England. Uh, so he had him lose by technical knockout, which sounds... Which sounds like the same thing, but it actually means like the ref stopped it. He could kill, still keep going. Does that like make any sense? So you don't make him look like a complete piece of shit. Yeah, it's like again, it's it's a weird, obviously British way to do it. This is needlessly complicated, but makes it actually worse. Good. Yeah, he actually got uh Chris Adams into wrestling, uh judo star Chris Adams, who would later become Mister Do You know how you got yeah. Chris
0: Adams in. To wrestling sodomy i'll tell you the story it's actually better than that uh chris adams um, was just a nice man and dynamite kid didn't know him but every day punched him in the face and then showed chris adams his dick and went anytime i want and he did that to the point that it broke chris adams and he was like i need to be able to exercise and do pills and he was like well move to texas my friend because welcome to the wccw time to die (laughs) he actually survived that Chris Adams? Good for him. No, he did He's still alive, isn't Chris he? Chris Adams is very much
1: dead. Well, let's figure it like, out. He, he,
0: di- he didn't die in WCCW. He died as a result of all of the cocaine. Let's figure that out. Like, no one got out. The only people that got out of WCCW alive are Kevin Von Erich, Fritz Von Erich, the, the Freebirds, and uh, Iceman King Parsons. Everyone else is dead of cocaine.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. He died in 2001. Wow, that's fucking yeah sad 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 and also you
0: look at a photo of chris adams which also by the way chris adams had like a fucked up like post wccw career he really fostered and trained a little guy named steve austin and steve austin ended
1: up fucking chris adams's wife and having two kids with him jesus fucking christ oh my god dynamite kid did you know this scouted by Bruce Hart to go to stampede wrestling? Yeah. That's how he breaks in.
0: <laughs> I didn't know which heart brought him into stampede
1: wrestling, but I'm so happy. It's the one who looks like he'll come on your deck. Did you know that the first time he wrestled for stampede wrestling? He's keep in mind. This isn't this is not unusual now, but he's about five, eight and 160 pounds. And then when he stepped in the ring, everyone just laughed. Of course. Like the audience just started laughing because they were like, who is this little twig who's the who's going to try and go up against 17 different men named Bruce?
0: Oh, my God. In one corner, a man from a place that's foreign. And in the other corner. Gary,
1: who's going to win? I think my favorite match on the card is Bruce versus George or George versus Bruce. Yeah. It's that 16 times and then we have a real fight with the wrestlers. That's what I'm looking forward to. Calgary. I really
0: enjoyed it in the parking lot when Stu Hart was just wrestling a car that he thought was his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Helen, why are you, <laughs> you little
0: fucking piece yeah, of shit. Helen, Helen, open your goddamn mouth and let me see your machine brain. <laughs> Helen. Helen. This is our new son. His name is Dynamite <laughs> Kid because of, uh, um, he's not from Canada, so I can't
1: pronounce his name. <laughs> Here's the. Uh, <laughs> I can't pronounce Tom. Tim. Tim.
0: <laughs> <z, t>, dynamite. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm very sorry, everybody. <laughs>
0: There's nothing better in the world than a Stu Hart impression. It's so. Uh, Brett, Brett, yeah, dead um, Brett, uh, it's Yeah, Dad, I'm the, ghost. Um, uh, I'm the reason you have a stroke. I put your I put your brain in an arm bar.
1: <laughs> I said you were in Berlin fast enough, so I didn't kill you. <laughs> Why are you on the bike? I didn't know that I had another daughter. That was the uh, di- first thing he said when he saw Dynamite Kid was, you skinny-head little bastard.
0: <laughs> you skinny-head little bastard, are
1: you? are not even strong enough that when I fuck you, I'll feel like I did anything, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You know,
0: you, this won't be like fucking a person. It'll be like fucking a flashlight, which I invented. <laughs>
1: But that's the crazy thing. That's the generational gap, is every one of the Hart brothers sees Dynamite Kid as the greatest single wrestler they've ever seen, and Stu is just like, He's not even big enough to stick in my ass <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know Helen was in the ring.
0: Um Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Dynamite Kid is He's like Gigi Allen. The stories of Dynamite Kid's prowess are better than... He is Gigi Allen. Yeah, than when you actually watch the matches or see this guy in person because then you're like, oh, he's just throwing shit at people. Like, he is an amazing wrestler but A, he is so full of steroids so quickly. Like, it's uncomfortable. Like, already here, if you watch some of the Stampede wrestling matches, especially when he goes into the program with Bret Hart that ends up going into a ladder match, it's It's so noticeable that this guy is on steroids. The way he moves the way he walks, it's fucking gross.
1: Well, this is basically what happens is he comes over from the UK where within his first three years, he was the welterweight champion. That's right. They had weight classes exactly like boxing does, where it doesn't matter that you're 160 pounds because you're a welterweight. Whereas in North America, there's one size and it's heavyweight. Like B... Yeah, be as big as Andre the Giant, essentially. Yeah. And so he for sure gets in his brain. And Stu Hart led this man to do steroids. So not only did Stu Hart ruin all his son's lives, <laughs> he's touching other lives, baby. <laughs> it's fantastic.
0: Like, of course, Stu Hart's the reason this happened. And then, uh, <laughs> and then a negotiation with an athlete. I told him that if he my dick would thicker, and he, and then he, um, okay.
1: I like your little flips you do. Why don't you do them on the mat while I'm naked and they fall on yeah, me? The
0: thing with everything you're doing in the ring is wrong because he's still alive. I don't leave people alive. <laughs> oh, uh, dynamite kid! Did you not know my real name's Paul Bernardo? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's good stuff. No one's complaining about that.
0: Yeah, they're not going to look up obscure canadian sadosexual
1: killers go on dylan go on now let's go a lot of people wouldn't job to dynamite because he was so goddamn small so he did steroids and that was steroids here's what you do right i'm not going to purport to know exactly what you do but there is a period where you do the steroids and then there's a period where you take a break john dynamite crit and chris benoit you guessed it Never took a break. They just kept on doing fucking steroids. It's a, so it's it's
0: cycles. It cycles through your body. Is basically. I only know this because of Joe Rogan, who apparently doesn't take steroids, but seems to be an expert on it. So you cycle through it. Um, so it's like it's one of those things where you because steroids. The idea that you just take steroids and it makes you stronger isn't true. What it is is that you take steroids and it allows your muscles to rebuild way fucking faster and way stronger than they would without steroids. So you get bigger definition, puffed up, all of that sort of stuff. It's not like you just take steroids and suddenly are like super fucking strong. But you cycle out of them so your body can remember how to heal itself, be free of chemicals. If you don't do that, Then your muscles become way too big for your body and you have skeletal problems like how Billy Graham has, like the dynamite kid had. Um, It's also where you get like the rage because your body is creating so much testosterone and other chemicals because it's building muscle like constantly, constantly, constantly. Because it's like you have no muscle tears. Your muscles literally just like rip muscle, steroid, heal more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the deal. And uh, who gave him steroids for the first time, John? Oh, I'm gonna say it was
0: Jesse Ventura, the junkyard oh, dog. No, <laughs> no. Why would you take? Yeah, baby. Why would you take steroids from a man who clearly doesn't do crunches? I'll trust th- I'll trust this guy. He's got mutton chops and smells like crack. Well,
1: because he looks at the junkyard dog and thinks, "Wow, what have I moved around too?" Yeah. <laughs> this guy's just huge. He just takes the steroids. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a good
0: point. Chunkyard dog did
1: not know how steroids. He just bought steroids and
0: held them in his hand, and he was like, "I have the power."
1: <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. Like what we're saying, uh, there's a lot of Japanese pro wrestlers who you see who are fat but still have six packs, and that's just because they just do steroids and then eat steaks. That's all they do. They don't work out or anything. They're working out is being in the ring, and then they do the steroids, and they're ripped, but they're still fat because they don't want to work out. God damn it, it's great. Yeah. Go ahead, Onita who I've decided is one of those, it was definitely one of those people. Okay, this one's a bit easier to tell. Who introduced Dynamite Kid to Speed? Davey Boy Smith. Jake the Snake oh, Roberts. Oh,
0: yeah, this guy's making bad friends.
1: Who I assume had a booth at the Calgary Stampede called Let's Try Speed Together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was free, and he's like, I'm just trying to get the word out there, guys. I love it Speed. It is interesting. <laughs> I've been thinking about this recently. So they have the redemption of Jake
0: the Snake, the resurrection of Jake the Snake documentary, right? About like, oh, this poor man, what a horrible life. We got to say, we got yeah, to. And then the more I see him speak in public, even sober, I'm like, oh, he's still an absolute piece of shit. But he's now instead yeah. of getting people to be like, you want to do speed? He's more like, eat this cake and show me your tits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's this radio interview oh, that yeah. I was watching, when avoiding doing some actual work that would have probably brought me money, where he is just talking about what his job is now. And he's like, you know, in photos, I he basically claims that he invented giving people the finger in photographs. Which, right there, you're. That's very you're funny. Like, you didn't do that, Jake. Like no, like, you Steve Austin, maybe not you. And he's like, my job now is to go tell stories and give people the finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. You're every, you're every uncle in a fucking San Jose shark's jacket from my childhood just stood outside of fucking family events. Oh, you st- you got a girlfriend yet? Or are you one of them? <laughs> <laughs> every wrestler. I guarantee this is how we got Dynamite Kid to do speed. Hey, you want some food? Oh, yes, i love some food, <laughs> Ah, no! Eat this! And then he just
1: shoved him bunch just speed up his nose, and then for no reason uh, hit him in the face with a belt. I mean, I will say this. Dynamite Kid, for the fact that he's... So basically, the undoing of his life is sealed by 1979, and isn't this beautiful? Um, he's such a good pro wrestler immediately, and people are honest here. There's a bunch of quotes out there saying... I don't know if dynamite kid would have been as successful without the steroids. And I completely agree. Like apparently Mark Curtis who died of cancer was an amazing, amazing wrestler. Brian Hildebrand. He died of cancer, amazing wrestler, but he was 160 pounds. So they wouldn't let him in the fucking ring. This is the time when people, this is the time where the warlord is like, man, maybe we should put the title. Who should we put the title on warlord or crush? Like, things, just shit didn't yeah, matter.
0: No, you make, a, you make a very good point. I was about to... The Brian Hildebrand thing really deflated all my arguments.
1: mm hmm mm mm
0: Yeah, I think you are right. But it's that's just fucking terrible, and thank God it isn't like this anymore. Even though it is exactly yeah. like this, it's just slightly different.
1: No, it's not. Because uh, now it's like... It's not like this in that, like, they can't ever have it be fully like this again. Like, Dynamite Kid, the only reason that... Chris Benoit happened is because, as we'll get into later in the episode, the real, real sad shit, the only reason that Chris Benoit happened is because they didn't take the Dynamite Kid example seriously.
0: No, they didn't because he didn't die and he didn't kill anyone. And the only reason he didn't kill anyone is he's he's got a bunch of screws sticking out of his toy so, toes
1: so he couldn't get out of his wheelchair. Yeah, that's probably, that's legit. He was, apparently once, once he starts taking steroids, that's when he goes fucking nuts but we need to touch on this and then we'll get to the rest of the episode including his time in WWF after the break but we got to touch on his absolutely revolutionary matches with Tiger Mask and I will say this I saw these for the first time when I was 20 years old and back then it was still insane watching this this is like this is how wrestling is now but it started before I was it born. is like a clean five years before I was born this was well. This was
0: also. This was the beginning of why Japanese wrestling is the way it is now. Is that this is like their uh, crazy big moment in the sun? Cause you understand, like, they, yeah. they, you bring up Japanese wrestling and they talk about this, and then they talk about the Brian Pillman jushin Lager um, matches, and it was basically the Japanese style meeting the North American style. They combine it, and it becomes this explosive, exciting thing to watch. And they've basically been trying to redo it every six months since wrestling began and they'll never get there because it won't be new, but still they're just like, ah, we got to try. Yeah.
1: I don't know if anything will ever be as revolutionary as this again. Like it's it kind of seems like the idea of wrestling basically being an acrobatic show as well is completely introduced by tiger mask and the dynamite kid. I'm sure there's a wrestler out there screaming at the top of his lungs at the moon because he was actually the first guy to do all this shit but on a world stage the dynamite kid and uh tiger mask totally did this and the thing is the great thing is they're both bad people so uh like the original tiger mask like classic decided he didn't want a job anymore because he could actually kick the shit out of anyone he wanted so he was one of the founding members of i think of pancreas and rings which is great but it also involved him just fucking booting people in the goddamn head when they were expecting it to be a fake fight. So, let's party. Yeah. Also, very
0: hilariously, Tiger Mask, in an attempt to make the dynam- uh, Dynamite Kid feel better, about two years ago, put his mask back on and challenged him to another fight, which kind of comes across as this man thinks he can actually beat
1: him again. <laughs> But this is, like, for those of you that haven't seen these matches, I can't recommend it enough. Like, uh, Tiger Mask is doing a cartwheel Rana. Tiger Mask is doing the 619. Uh, He's Dynamite Kid is doing the, I don't know what the spot is called, essentially, but doing a fake suicide dive where he just hits the ropes with both his arms um and recovering he's they're doing the fish at a water spot with cartwheels and flips uh the dynamite kid uh one of his patented spots and what 180 percent led to him not being able to walk for the last fucking 20 years of his life was diving headbutt to the concrete floor. oh yeah let's talk about that harley race and he mentioned it many times he was like
0: i regret the day i started the diving headbutt first of all you didn't invent it harley second of all Thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, the way Harley Race did it was so much better because Harley Race didn't jump; he just fell. Yeah, Harley Race got up to the top rope and fell off like a drunk guy getting into a pool, whereas the Dynamite Kid and Chris Benoit did basically did a splash, but they actually smoked their head off another guy's head. Like usually, it would hit the guy in the in the traps, so that the guy didn't feel it. Like he just kind of hit it on the shoulder. But sometimes he just fucking smack his head off another guy's head because it was a big match, goddammit! And Daddy needs to die three years early. <laughs> oh my god, he would do that. I well, again, I, though there's a spot where he
0: does it off the top of a steel cage, and you want to die. Chris Benoit, by the way, is
1: from. Ooh, Chrissy Bebe, yeah, and no, but Dynamite Kid, flying headbutt to the concrete. Yeah, Dynamite Kid's got a big dick, and he's gonna show you how he uses it. He fucks the ring. And th- watch these matches. I mean. Don't imagine that it's the whole reason this guy eventually did all the horrible things he did. No, no. He was, already do- he was already doing all of these horrible things.
0: He's a terrible fucking man. He's from Lancashire well, in England in a mining town, was the star athlete of his family, then it meets the Hart brothers at the height of Stampede Wrestling when Stu Hart is literally like, Smith, Bruce. You know how you believe that 9-11 was an inside job before 9-11 was a thing? Go teach these kids how to wrestle. Like it was, he was, ex- <laughs> he was, he is a bad person exposed to worse people. So now he's just like, I do what I please.
1: That's a very, very good summation. Yeah.
0: I'm good at my fucking job, Dylan. Don't fucking talk down to me or I'm going to fucking, I'm Tiger Mask and you're dynamite kid. I
1: was stating a fact, you stupid cunt. You're a cunt. You're a cunt. Oh, yeah, I the uh Between 80 and 84 though, he's the best wrestler in the world, maybe the best wrestler there's ever been, and his pranks aren't even, they're not even full British Bulldog pranks yet. Like, one of the pranks he did was he would do the whole, uh, put your shaving cream in your hand uh, while you're sleeping, so then you, you feel it in your hand, you put it on your face, a uh, bit, of, bit of plastic wrap on the toilet seat so you think it's clear, and then he piss everywhere. Fun stuff. And then eventually, by the end of his Stampede run, he is making jobbers do handstands while him and David Boy Smith so throw syringes at their butt.
0: Yeah, like, it's fucked up what they would do. They'd get the dog, to- they'd get the dog drunk and get it to shit everywhere. Yep. Um, what else would they do? Be terrible people?
1: I mean, there's going to be a lot more examples. We'll close out the episode. Instead of saying best and worst, we'll uh, just basically have to do, here's how they tormented and ruined some people's lives but we'll be back after the break with the formation of the british bulldogs and then shit gets sad fast yolo yeah oh hi
0: everyone i think you're all wondering does dylan use condoms no and that's why you need to donate to patreon because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about
1: i am the king i coined the phrase risky cream pie (laughs) and you need to give to patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fund patreon.com backslash wrestler review if you don't want to do that uh you're a fucking loser but if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that rate us on itunes it does help with the algorithms old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint. We're both 10s. Oh, we're back. Now let's go
0: and get into the really sad stuff. The... Yay! um, The dumb fucks uh, known as uh, the wrestling world. So Davey Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid are feuding in New Japan pro-fessional wrestling. Um... They do not like each other. They are cousins, and they fucking hate each other. They just do not get along, mostly because they both are terrible human beings, and they want to, um, you know, be uh, terrible to each other and not uh, with each other. So that's basically the story of them. They get back to Stampede Wrestling, and Bro- Ross Hart, I believe it was Ross, Ross Hart says, oh, they've got such good chemistry in the ring – they should be a tag team, even though they fucking hate each other, but who cares? That isn't my fucking problem, because that would show mean that I have compassion for people, which I do not. Fuck them in the fucking neck. Fuck them in the fucking neck. And he put them...
1: Oh, yeah, baby. Because Dynamite was vehemently, vehemently opposed to bringing in Davy Boy in the first place, because he was a fucking idiot. Dynamite thought he was a stupid fucking idiot. And that's pretty much where it begins and ends. Like... Hated Davy Boy from from the fucking get go, and at this point, Dynamite's become like super ornery. He's clean living, like he doesn't even like it when people smoke in front of him. He's really, really doing well. This is of course before a big injury happens. Ooh, baby, so fun. He's basically driven mad
0: by the by Dynamite Kid. Who is Davy Boy Smith? And in other people as well.
1: well david boy smith by all accounts it was like davy boy would stir the shit up and dynamite would be the enforcer who would have to deal with everything and also dynamite kid's personality is completely completely molded by the fact that this is the land of the giants and he has to be a fucking asshole in his mind he has to be an asshole so that everyone else will respect him like he's got to be the meanest dude in the fucking locker room or else he's going to get run over by everybody
0: yes no i completely agree i see what you're saying um, I think it's also one of those things where, uh, yeah, Davey Boy Smith would also use Dynamite Kid to sort of, you know, do things that he found funny, like hurt people.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he goes into WWF when, obviously, Vince McMahon buys Stampede Wrestling, absorbs all of their assets, immediately starts feuding with. The Hart Foundation, the British Bulldogs do, although his first match was actually teaming with Bret Hart.
0: Yes, and it's also, this is the Stampede Wrestling deal has gone through, so this is the talent rate of Stampede Wrestling. This is before the Hart family starts Stampede Wrestling up again after claiming Vince McMahon did not pay them in the sale, even though he more than definitely did, and... I hate the Hart f- wrestling family with a fiery passion because they're such scum.
1: I mean, they're a wrestling family. That's all you really need to know. Good point. Dylan, for the win. This is, I mean, like, do you think Stu Hart's just like, let me say I was bad because I made Bruce into a woman sometimes, but, we, but aren't they all alive?
0: Yeah, like, the thing with it is is that it, he was probably upset because he's like, well, he made problem with you, first of all, and uh, you didn't pay me in cash. Um, we can't pay you in cash. It's a legitimate business.
1: Uh, I don't have a bank.
0: I do. the trunk of a Cadillac in the front
1: yard. That's my bank. <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. They're saying like every wrestler unanimously, and this is not. This is a time when everyone's jocking per position. This is 1984. Vince McMahon has basically just bought every single territory, and now they're saying, "Hey, you guys, remember that feud? The most successful feud in the history of Mid South or whatever. Do that in the middle of the show." So everyone's doing. Basically, they're running their great shows for Vince McMahon, and he's saying that the Hart Foundation versus the British Bulldogs are the best matches in the history of tag team wrestling. And they are. Like, at that point, undoubtedly the best matches in tag team wrestling. Now, the problem is that Dynamite hates Davey, and clearly Vince loves Davey Boy because he's just a bigger, better version of Dynamite in Vince's eyes.
0: Yes, of course, and also probably... Um, uh, I guarantee that Davey boy does not overtly challenge Vince's authority. And I guarantee the dynamite kid
1: does like, they'll have like a, who can breathe more at the end of a sentence contest, (laughs) but it's all uphill up until of course you hit 1986 when there is a house show match, uh, that the bulldogs have against, uh, what was it? It was a team of Bob Orton and Don Morocco and dynamite smashes his back and he said he couldn't describe the feeling about he was in so much pain and you know what he did instead of taking time off because it was 1986 when they didn't even pretend that wrestlers were people he just put steroids in it and kept on fucking going baby now keep in mind that this resulted in uh
0: essentially davy boy having to bring him to the ring like dynamite kid was his cape yeah he couldn't walk And yet he was still wrestling. Go
1: fuck yourself, wrestling. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, because he was worried about losing his spot, and uh, obviously the horrible irony is he's so injured that the thing that they hired him to do, he can't do anymore.
0: Yeah, but he does not stop... uh, He does not stop... Like, it's one of those things where it's like, well, then stop wrestling. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. Just don't walk. No, he... (laughs) Yeah, they lose the t- tag titles in 87, in January of 87, to the Hart Foundation because uh, Dynamite refuses to job to anyone else. <laughs> he refuses to job to Volkov and the Sheik. So they do a job where they have Danny Davis, the heel referee, and Jimmy Hart hits Dynamite in the back with a megaphone. And Jimmy Hart said, I was sweating all day leading up to that because just because Dynamite Kid's back fucked up doesn't mean that if you don't mess up his back more, you're just gonna wake up and Dynamite Kid's gonna be in your bed naked, su- covered in your wife's blood saying like
0: I think we have a date, Jimmy. Oh, these are my clothes now. My clothes are your wife's blood. <laughs> I don't wear clothes anymore I just wear your son's head. Um, <laughs> I know what you're thinking you're thinking, wears his penis? Well, I took so many steroids, it's now within me. <laughs>
1: But they do get Matilda and uh, there's some here's some here's a funny here's a funny rib Jake the Snake rib story. Oh yeah, this is good. You wanna the, hear a funny? Oh one? yeah,
0: let's see if it's compared to the one I'm about to tell you.
1: Uh so Davy Boy and Dynamite were just throwing lit cigarettes into the snake bag. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then Jake so, so decided to get him back. So far so good. Uh so we gave Matilda nine X Ex-Lax bars. Chocolate bars, and uh that could kill a dog, by the way. Chocolate for sure kills dogs. Didn't kill the dog. Uh, the dog just had diarrhea all over the hotel room because the British Bulldogs didn't want to take it outside. So <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> You've uh, you killed. Uh, you tried to kill two animals. <laughs> that's funny stuff. That's not as good as the much better thing. The British Bulldogs would just get the dog drunk all the time. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they hated that dog. Get him drunk. Get him drunk. After they're done, the WWF Dynamite says he didn't feel for the dog at all, which is insane. Because you spend four years with a dog and he's like, I have no emotional connection to it. Like, that's fucking insane. <laughs> of course it is. But also, look at who we're fucking dealing with. No they love. They hated Barry Horowitz because he dressed up. It was funny because uh, it's basically written by our beautiful researcher, Christopher Hobson, that he doesn't know why they hated Harry Hor- Barry Horowitz. And all, uh, he was Jewish. Oh yeah, That's, that's why, why they hated him. No, it's 100% why. He was a Jew. That's 180%. Dynamite Kid would go... Uh, I cut your pants, cause you run the banks.
0: Um, they didn't like the Rougeau brothers, cause they were French.
1: Yeah, they terrorized Terry Taylor, and a lot of people hate Terry Taylor. To be fair, but then they, but they, what they would do is one of their main pranks was they would go while you were in the ring or whatever, they would go into your locker, take your clothes, and just cut them up. Yes, they would just cut your clothes up.
0: Um, now this then another thing that contributed to uh Dynamite Kids eventual mindset is they. Focused in on the Rougeau brothers. And they did this a bunch of times. The Rougeau brothers basically were like, please stop doing this. They said, fuck you. So then one day, one of the Rougeau brothers took a padlock, waited for the Dynamite kid to be walking down a hallway, and then he punched him in the face with a padlock or hit him in the face with a padlock. I'm not sure which one it is. It's neither been substantiated. And then walked away. And this is what wrestling was like at the time. The entire company knew it. And it was essentially like, well, that's what you get, I
1: guess. Okay, bye. Yeah, there's another part where a kid after the show, say teenager, goes up and asks how he wants to be in wrestling. And uh, so the British Bulldogs take him to a pub and they go, Hey, just drink with us. Drink this. This is what we drink. And what they were doing was they were mixing uh, tobacco spit from uh, dip uh vodka and speed into a drink and making this child drink it like <laughs> that's like like these are all crimes <laughs> like there's yeah they're all pieces what, of what's shit. the statute of limitations on just like and then we drugged a teen as a joke yeah this is what you get
0: i am fine with it
1: oh yeah that was the other one uh sorry i mentioned off the top do you have to be evil to be a pro wrestler i was trying to reach for one with Shawn michaels that's what he used to do him and uh, marty Jannetty would drug women and fuck them of course they did Hey Sean Michaels block me on Twitter. I'm go I
0: really enjoyed being blocked by JBL. I hope that I ruined his day for a second. Hey Sean Michaels. You know you're a fa- Nailed it. You're a fake fucking piece of shit. You use God as a cover. I don't believe that you believe in anything. But Kevin Nash being cool.
1: Go Fuck yourself. You know what? Uh, now I love God. Now that it, now that it's really, really out there that drugging women and fucking them is bad. So that's why I love God. Yeah, I really love God because no one can know how much cocaine I did. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, sure. I should probably be charged with manslaughter based on what I did to Chris Candido, but
1: that's fine. Yeah, I mean, these guys, the Bulldogs. Also, if you think that they're not, uh, they're not absolute assholes in the ring, you are wrong. I mean, as a jobber. This is in Mick Foley's first book, but he talks about when he had to wrestle the British Bulldogs uh and the, everyone was like oh fuck i'm sorry man he was like well, what do you mean and then he uh dynamite kid clotheslines him so clard hard that it uh, tore his uh, tears a ligament in foley's jaw you can watch the clothesline he goes down like a fucking shot it's, it's fucking insane. crazy
0: and it, basically the reason why was fuck you that's why
1: yeah it's because i'm short yeah why am i a dick it's because i'm five six.
0: yeah i wasn't enough for daddy you will pay because i wasn't enough for daddy <laughs>
1: That's pretty much it. You I'm 5'6 and everyone here is 6'4, so I have to prove I can beat you up even though I'm just even though you're just said hi nicely. Yeah, I need to be enough for daddy. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, I fucking ha- I hate him. Yeah, they they uh how did the Rougeau thing happen though? Basically, it was uh because Mr. Perfect pulls a prank on the Rujo brothers and it's basically the type of prank that the Bulldogs would uh pull cutting up their clothes. And so the Rougeaus come around trying to make dynamite kid pay if you want to hear a synopsis on this whole stuff there's a ton of Uh, blow by blows of this incident because it really does shape the rest of dynamite kids career because uh once vince mcmahon basically says there's going to be no retribution or you're both fucking fired like all four of you are fucked they basically uh it cuts dynamite... Everyone says it kind of trimmed his balls. Like, he couldn't be the dynamite kid that he was. It also, by the way, apparently changed
0: his personality more than likely because he had a massive concussion and uh, did not take time to heal it.
1: <laughs> and then went back to the headbutts-only matches. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he yeah
1: he got a major concussion and then spent two weeks doing a head injury on a pole mat. But also, apparently, he... Uh, he- got money from the WWF to fix his teeth and then uh but had someone do it for free and because he you know Cana- i think he was a canadian citizen at that point so he just got the dental dental done no no sorry sorry that was a uh, fucking nhs by that time nhs still had dental yeah. right so he gets it fixed for free in england and then just takes the 18 g's or whatever yeah dog about wow wow yippee yo, oh, yippee where are my dogs at right here He eventually leaves the WWF because he is uh, crippled.
0: Yeah, he leaves the WWF because uh, basically, um, Davy Boy Smith continually has to just uh, run him around like he's a cape and he can't take it anymore. And so he fucking leaves. Does his career continue?
1: Well, in a way. Depending on what you call a career, he does. He wrestled. He wrestled Owen Hart in Stampede Wrestling a bit in some matches that were known as being very good. Uh, I watched an Owen Hart match that he had, and I watched a couple matches he had in Japan. And let me say, it's very uncomfortable <laughs> knowing that this guy, if he would have just stopped wrestling in night, if he would have stopped wrestling for two years between 1986 and 1988, he would have been fine. Like not maybe not fine. But, like, he's told to retire in, like, 86 after the back injury, and they're like, no. If
0: he had spent that time doing doing some psychoanalysis, we would be staring at a much more well-rounded human being. We would be staring yeah. at a guy who became a legend of wrestling, who really helped out a lot of people. It'd be a whole thing. Instead, he's remembered as this, like... Don't be like that guy. It's sadder than the saddest thing that's sad.
1: Okay, John, do you want to do the happy facts thing? Cause uh, this is gonna get—it's getting sad—it's getting sad fast here. So we might need happy facts. For those who don't know, happy facts—we did this during the Buck Zoom Off episode on Patreon. So uh, hang on, let me just—I just,
0: uh, I, I just got to bring up the happy facts file.
1: You bring up the happy facts. I'll. Tell you this, uh first jammer, which is basically the British Bulldogs are both. They are both gone from the WWF, but Davy Boy Smith immediately regrets his decision. And what Davy Boy Smith did was one of the cuntiest things I've ever heard in my fucking life. Even though Dynamite Kid essentially like little brothered this dude all the way into being in professional wrestling, while they were in the WWF, Davy Boy Smith uh copyrighted the name the British Bulldog. So if the Dynamite Kid used the name british bulldog on any indie shows then he would call the indie show and either demand half of his money or that they basically cease and desist because he is the british bulldog a six-year-old applied for a job at a railroad museum and was hired
0: as its conductor of fun well that's really good it is really good in the letter uh uh he in his application he wrote i have an electric train i'm good on my train track I can control two trains at one.
1: (laughs) So on drugs, Billington said in his book, a normal, a normal working day for me was speed to wake up in the morning to catch an early flight Valium to make me sleep on the plane. Percocet just before the match. Then we'd wrestle, hit the beer cocaine until the early hours before taking another Valium to put me to sleep at night. Blind people smile,
0: even if they've never seen a smile before. Well, that is really nice. Isn't that
1: nice? Before embarking on another all Japan tour, Billington visited Dan Spivey and stayed in his home for Florida for a week. While Spivey went on holiday, uh, while Spivey went on holiday, pardon me. When Spivey came back, he and Billington took uh, a bunch of hits of LSD, which resulted in Billington coming close to death twice in one day when he was, re- he was re- revived only by adrenaline shots uh, by the paramedics.
0: Every year, hundreds of new trees are planted because squirrels
1: forgot where they bu- buried their nuts. Dynamite Kid's second wife at one point Uh, Billington held a gun in her mouth and pointed it in her mouth, said, I'll fucking kill you. Later, when she recounted this to the cops, he said, I don't know why she's so mad. There were no bullets in it. Cows have best friend cows. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. It's great. (laughs) That's really good. What website
0: are you on? Uh, I'm right now on boardpanda.com in the article. 30 of the happiest facts ever
1: oh that's good because (laughs) there's i can put 48 of the saddest ones together (laughs) just off any wrestler's career (laughs) yeah Yeah. unfortunately uh i have the
0: uh we have the antidote for this sugar sweet pie and that is anything about dynamite kid in the year 1996
1: to 2018 (laughs) uh dynamite kid uh this is what his wife one of her famous quotes is there was a point uh, before she left Dynamite Kid where the abuse was so bad that she was fully prepared to kill herself and her kids just so they didn't have to experience another moment with him. Dolphins have names for each other. That's cute.
0: I know. That's why I told you. <laughs> I, th- I think you need another one. Puffins mate for life. Then they make their homes on Cliffside and even leave a separate
1: room for the toilet. <laughs> That's really good. Puffins are better than you, Dylan. No, they fuck you
0: you don't you you piss where you
1: please yeah that's my alpha move oh that's the toilet that's also the (laughs) toilet that's another toilet very good his final wrestling match was in 1996 uh as part of a six-man tag if you watch it it's not good i mean he's still pretty good at wrestling but it's just like you can see everything in his body atrophying and you're like why are you wrestling 10 years after everyone told you to stop for what is worth, Dynamite Kid says he'd do it all again.
0: There is a program that makes prison inmates responsible for training and raising Seeing Eye dogs. All, many uh, reported that they feel like they were making amends for their past actions by working with sweet puppies. <laughs> all right,
1: so we'll close up the lat uh, the nice facts because, goddammit, baby uh dynamite kid i don't know how do you say it's it's the shorter story of chris benoit essentially he didn't he did not achieve as much and he did not do as terrible things but it's the it's chris benoit but it's chris benoit but the lady moved out let me explain what happened basically
0: 1996 rolls around tom billington sits down in a wheelchair and that is where he remains for 22 years Being a hateful, angry, smoking man. Angry at the world. Never blaming himself. Never taking responsibility for some of his actions himself. And basically saying the entire thing was the fault of, like, Ross Hart and Owen Hart was gay and deserved what he got.
1: Yeah. And for what it's worth, he does say he would do everything again. Like, he's like, it was totally worth it doing all the steroids. And he thought he would die by 50. But that, if you're... That's the thing, him saying I'd do it all again makes no fucking sense, because if you were really happy with your choices, then you wouldn't have been a fucking, the vitriol that came out of this guy's fucking mouth in any shoot interview, against anyone. Yeah. Is, that's, not, that's not a happy man.
0: No, he's not a happy man, and
1: he, you know what, we're getting a bit negative, so I just
0: want to let everyone know, Katy Perry has a cat named Kitty Perry. Now, listen. That's good. It is good. The Dynamite Kid is... Here's the thing with him. Without him, I don't think we have modern high spot wrestling, but also we don't have the Chris Benoit tragedy. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you get the good, you get the bad, and then you have, I don't know, a dead kid.
1: Yeah, it's life. No, dude, it's unfortunately, it's life. Like, uh, without Twitter, we wouldn't have Donald Trump or the Me Too movement. Interesting. Like... Uh, we wouldn't have made all of these pieces of shit accountable for their horrible fucking crimes. Bill Cosby might still be revered as like one of the best, you know, a great person. And, a, you know, and also Donald Trump probably wouldn't be in the White House. Like the the two the two things don't cancel each other out. They just are. Yeah, that's the dynamite kid.
0: It's. It's also really sad because you look at this guy in the ring and you go, you didn't actually need the steroids. You were an incredibly gifted and talented wrestler, but it doesn't matter because um, all anyone remembers is the screws in your feet and everything
1: else that's horrible. Yeah, you terrorized uh, a woman, ruined children's lives, ruined men's lives, horribly abusive... And these are the these are this is why JBL doesn't think he's a bully. Yeah. It's cuz he's like I'm not the dynamite kid. Yeah. Uh Vince McMahon didn't have to say no retribution
0: to adults at a business because of me.
1: <laughs> but that's it, right? Like what's the best thing about the dynamite kid? We're going to probably abo- like it's his he revolutionized professional wrestling.
0: Yeah, he absolutely did. he is the reason that they're he's the reason for Daniel Bryan.
1: Like and any denying? He's the reason for everything. Yeah. He's the he's the re, He's the he's the first colonel that like you could be a world champion and be five foot seven. It's just to do it, he had he convinced himself that he had to fucking try and stab everybody in the throat. Do you actually? And a lot of people stand by that, like you know, he had to. That's the crazy thing. A lot of these old school wrestlers, like he had to do what he had to do. That's how the locker rooms were back then, which is fucked. Like that's fucked. Up. Oh my god, it's fucked. Like, Barry Windham used to have to hide from his dad because if he fucked up his spot,
0: his dad would pull a gun on him. Which is something I learned this week. Yeah, like it's just fucking awful. Like I'm glad they're all. I'm glad that wrestling isn't like this anymore. I'm glad that the dynamite kid now has sweet relief and is dead because lord knows he wasn't happy alive and please
1: no more head injuries for any wrestlers and no more back injuries take care of yourselves guys come on i mean here's how tough the dynamite kid was though one time he pranked harley rice like he pranked Harley Race and Harley Race did nothing back.
0: Um, I mean th- that's not true. You don't know what how Harley Race Harley Race got vengeance on that. <laughs> what would he do? Oh, he pretended to be the Dynamite Kid's
1: doctor for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. (laughs) I'm your doctor. Hey, look, it's fine. Get out there and do this.
0: Yeah, like, don't you fucking understand, man? I'm the fucking doctor,
1: bud. Okay,
0: here's what we're going to fucking do. If you... I am going to stab you in the fucking back.
1: (laughs) So that's Dynamite Kid, baby. I mean, the worst thing about Dynamite Kid, he uh, he was a terrible all-around person. In all the ways you could be a bad person without murdering someone, he did it. We don't know he didn't murder people. There's a lot of unsolved murder. I mean, that's really true. But I mean, it's crazy because, like, he's one of those guys you can... He's a piece of shit, but you also feel bad for him because clearly his childhood would be described by the noise. Ow! Stop it! And uh, his adulthood is just him getting, like... Him putting in all this hard work for what he thinks is a team because he came up in team sports and then people just fucking him. Oh, I'm listening. In their... that's it. Okay, that's all. That's my whole point. Oh, okay, I thought there was more. <laughs> the end so that's the end of the dynamite kid everybody he's a piece of shit and he died on his birthday which is good
0: yeah it's good hope is dead welcome to hell you're in hell we're all in
1: hell big big daddy yolo thanks very much for listening guys uh for any other information on what we're up to john's at the soho theater when is February that you're fucking eighth loser and ninth
0: all oh, come monkeys please come to the show i have so many tickets to sell we will not be talking about wrestling a lot but we will talk about it a bit dylan is on tour with the Homecoming King's Tour all over Canada, go see him and boo it. Boobies all over Canada. Can I just say one last thing about the Dynamite Kid? I just want to throw this out there. Yas, queen. I I'm a bitch. Don't feel bad for him that he died horribly and was a bad person. Pr- like, he's one of those people where he, I know you
1: would spend 15 minutes with him and you'd be like, yep, yeah, I'm glad you're in a wheelchair. You're a fucking piece. Yeah, he's angry. He's angry. The whole the whole reason, that if the timeline, I don't know if I touched on this because I don't remember what I say a lot of times. I don't know if I touched on this, but the whole timeline, the way it works out is the fun pranks stop when he gets injured. Yeah, he's... like The, the pranks escalate as he gets angrier and angrier because if you think about it, he's at the top of the card with Tiger Mask and he hates being in a tag team with Davey Boy. He hates Davey Boy and that's when the pranks get bad. That's exactly when the pranks get bad. Now it's time to hurt. Exactly. He's upset so he takes it on other people. That's a shitty person. And then when he's upset and he's emasculated because he can't do shit like he can't even take it out on and bully the other wrestlers around that's when he takes it out on his wife like a true fucking bully asshole yeah
0: and then when everyone left him he took it out on himself which is why his dick had ligature marks on it
1: (laughs) get us on twitter at the john hastings at dylan gott at wrestler look up the word ligature fuck you ligature bye bye